Welcome to Stories Jamas. I'm Professor Bones. And this is Dr. Bones. This week we've got a special treat for you. It's exactly like every other time. I know what the topic is. This guy doesn't. No, I don't. I'm going to slap it to him and okay. I'm going to see what he's got. Alright. Oh, slap it in my face. This time in the Bones Cave, we're talking about the Fast and the Furious. Oh. I'm very excited. How are you feeling about it? Oh, I'm feeling, uh, you know, got off guard. <laughs> Let's jump right in then. All right. I want to talk about bringing this franchise back from the dead. All right. That's the first thing I want to say about this. Absolutely. Do I like the first movie? Yes, I yes. do. Do I like Too Fast, Too Furious? You betcha. <laughs> do I like Tokyo Drift? I'm okay with it. Uh, you know. It's important. You gotta have it. But I really want to start in with Fast and Furious. I want to talk <laughs> about bringing this franchise back. All right. Rejuvenating it. That fourth one. Comically called Fast and Furious. Almost exactly the same as the first. Instead of The Fast and, and Furious. And The Furious, yeah. yeah. Streamline it. Fast yeah. and Furious, go faster. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely, uh, that fourth one, it took a long time between three and four. And they did kind of, that third one was sort of a, uh, I don't even, yeah, it didn't even get a theatrical release, did it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah, probably because Vin Diesel showed up there at the end. And it had the name on it, and you know, it was yeah. a Fast and Furious movie. We're just trying to do something else because we lost both of our stars. What yeah. can we do here? And everybody's like, oh man, Fast and Furious is, it's done. Yeah. yeah. They're on their way out. They lost both of their actors, so, uh, you know, uh, what are you going to do? It looks like Tokyo Drift. Yeah. But, Fast and Furious, number four, they bring it back, man. Yeah. Diesel's back. Yeah. Walker's back. We're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it for real. I mean, they, right, they had both of them in one, and then in two, Vin Diesel didn't come back. We just did Paul Walker doing other stuff. And then in three, Walker was like, nah, I'm out. And then Vin Diesel was gonna be out. And then uh, apparently they made some deal to give him the rights to uh, Riddick in exchange for showing up at the very end of that movie. Right, yeah. So at least it felt a little related. You always got at least a little bit of one of the main characters. But still, three was sort of an offshoot. They sort of put like a Paul Walker surrogate character. Only in that he was like sort of the straight man. And he just, you know, he drove fast cars. But then, yeah, they finally put it together. They got that fourth one, and they really did. They have since four. The others are good, but four, they just started, you know, putting rocket boots on them in a different sense. They started really just trying to go for the stratosphere. Yeah, that's when it became a big deal, when it became the Fast and Furious that everybody knows now. Yeah. You know, seven movies in. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the, the big hit, as it should, because they really did when they brought it back from the dead. You know, they, I mean, they, they really did it. They showed you exactly what you wanted to see. Yeah. You know, and four, everybody's like, hey, yeah, it was good to see them both back, and it was good to see, like, the real sequel to the Fast and the Furious, the original one. Yeah, which it, it didn't know. play a lot like that, right? It didn't yeah, play... It's, it's, yeah, it's the first time they've seen each other since the end of the first one. Like, you could kind of yeah, get yeah. away with not, like, you watch one, and ignore two and three, and then watch four, and it wouldn't be weird. Not if you just watch those two, yeah. Those yeah. The deeper Move, you go. Yeah, moving forward, however, yeah. you better have seen two and three. Which, that's kind of my point, because not only did they bring it back in four but then they once they moved forward with the franchise yeah they were like hey man let's respect everything we did before yeah. let's integrate it let's make it all matter just fantastic it's so know, great it was the, it was the wise choice because you know come five fast five yeah. you know bringing back characters from two oh, and yeah. bringing in characters from three i mean like han was already in four for a second but you know bringing yeah. it back full time in five and it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean you're saying this is the fifth one in the franchise and it's like let's let's act like it man let's make everything matter like oh you're gonna acknowledge two and three you're really gonna do it yeah and you know and they they like 
like, yeah, that's what we're doing. And they're like, big time, though, you know, like with the uh, with the montages, you know, opening the movies and stuff, like taking it back. Like, uh, the story, yeah. the story so far, you know. Like, <laughs> In case you uh, forgot or you haven't seen it somehow, here's all the stuff that happened. You know, yeah, and, and moving forward, it matters, man. We remember yeah. and we care. We're not trying to cut ties and reinvent it. Yeah. No, no, no. We're just trying to be like, okay, we, we kind of stumbled into, oh, man, is it over? Nah, it's back. And, yeah. you know, and we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it rolling and make everything matter. It is It is part of the, the gold they're, they're mining, right, out of it. Is it, like, number four, they're trying to reset the board. They're trying to do, in a lot of ways, I don't know if anybody really said this, but they were sort of treating it like this is the real sequel to the first one. We got both guys back. We're going to do all this stuff. We're going to try and do a story that you wouldn't necessarily look at the same way that maybe some people look at two and three like. Like, oh, these are sort of offshoots, whatever stories. I don't feel that way, especially about two, because it's so great. But, you know, they're trying, like, oh, let's do a proper sequel. But once they do the next one, they're like, oh, okay, fine, yes, let's do something that not a whole lot of franchises do, especially one that, like, sort of almost petered out at three and then was recharged. You would figure they would cut as many ties as possible. They're like, oh, nobody really loved two or three, so pretend they never happened. One and four are real, and then let's keep going. Instead, they're like, no, mine it for gold. Like, let's get Han back in here. Let's... Let's get Roman. Let's get him in here. Roman's delightful. He's amazing. He's one of the best characters in the series. Let's get him back in. Let's let's really look back and dig for gold. Let's make it all better. Let's go bigger, badder, cooler. But let's really look back and like reinvent moving forward. You don't really see that too much. You see it a little bit with like maybe James Bond or like uh, kind of hard. Like uh, Mission. Uh, no, Mission Impossible doesn't really have this problem of like we did a few and then everybody like stopped caring, but then we redid it. Uh, so that doesn't really make any sense. But <laughs> that's part of what makes Fast and Furious really unique in what they're doing is they could have cut ties and yeah. they could have tried to reinvent it, but instead they just really leaned into that idea of continuity and characters returning, like bringing Vince back in five from the first one. You know, we haven't seen yeah. that guy. What were you, Vince? Oh, I mean, it was like, we're bringing everybody back. It's so unexpected. Because it's real and you want to see him. And like, as we move forward, we do continuously keep looking back with the montages and with bringing back all the characters. You think, oh man, are we going to see this guy? You know, like when you're in like, uh, you know, in six and you're like, are we going to see the dude from Tokyo Drift? Are we going to see Sean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, not yet, not yet. We're gonna see that teenager? You know? I was like, yeah, we will. You know, come Furious 7, yes. Han said you was fast, but not that damn fast. We haven't forgotten about him. We're gonna see everybody that you think should show up. They do, eventually, like, as they keep moving, because they got the idea. They're like, let's keep doing it. Let's go harder. Let's do it even more. And it is. It makes for a really interesting, you know, uh, study of this seven-season structure, looking at these seven movies. That's true, yeah. It makes it kind of bananas when you think about (laughs) it. If, you know, four is like the real two, but we are acknowledging two and three. Three was kind of like a reinvention because we lost our two stars. Yeah. I was like, how does all this make sense? And then you find out through the continuity that three takes place, you know, after four. After five, after six, yeah. it's tagged on right at the end there of six, and you're like, you guys keep pushing it off. This idea yeah. of Han going to Tokyo and, and 
and all the stuff that happens if you've seen Tokyo Drift. And like all that stuff, like he hasn't done it yet. And, like when is this gonna happen? And yeah. why? And like they keep pushing it back. Like okay, so your three takes place after six, but before seven. <laughs> what does that mean for the seven season structure? Like what? Right. It is a little. Uh, it's almost a little Spartacusy, right? Because their season two was sort of their series, their season zero. And so Fast and Furious 3 is really kind of, yeah, I mean, I guess six you would say six and a half, sort of, right? Because the story itself has very little to do with the main narrative of the of the franchise. Not until the end of 6, yeah, like it's the whole thrust for 7. Yes, you know, but Han was murdered. But really stuff, just but... the consequences of 3, right? Yeah. Like, most of what Han did in Fast Furious 3 had little to do with any of our main characters or what they were up to, but once he dies and he's killed as it's revealed like by this guy and then we're gonna deal with him in seven then you're like oh man that's how it sinks back up with the main thread here so it is like it is like a half step it's like it's not season six per se it's not seven certainly but it is like it kind of just a weird half season that happens right between six and seven yeah just squeak it on in there i was like well if we're gonna put it there then what's what's season three yeah what is seven seasons i was like uh you don't really see it i mean uh little little pieces of like what uh what dom was doing before you know number four before fast and furious yeah you know they got like a little short movie there it's kind of like dom's been on the run oh man yeah i forgot about this the short flick they did yeah a little bit of flashback stuff like him and letty got married but we didn't know that because it happened in the the lost years of you know whatever dom was doing i vow wherever you go i go you ride i ride you fight i fight and if you ever die on me dominic toretto i'm gonna die with you i love you man. i will always love you yeah and like uh, all that stuff is kind of like story-wise that's three like dom getting married and uh him being on the run yes i forgot and, about this you know just little pieces of the story that get kind of forgotten because it didn't have its own movie and stuff yeah it's not in the movies but we it's gave a whole movie main. to the six and a half and like you know, obviously they stumbled into it backwards but oh, yeah. it's so interesting to see it that as you're trying to move forward how can you make it all work how can you make it all fit and it kind of does story-wise i mean like dom getting married him and letty getting married in secret and stuff like that's that's solid three stuff yeah whatever dom was doing with his life i mean like we we followed you know in too fast too furious you know we followed brian yeah and then for three it was like oh the stuff that dom was doing during that time we only get little tastes of it but i guess that kind of fits you know and then in four we put the two back together i was like you can kind of stitch together a story narrative here regardless of what the movie specifically did but we know what happened in these guys lives yeah i mean you can stitch it together and it works that's interesting though right because you would say right if you're looking at the seventh season structure part of the reason that we break it into these seven chunks these seven pieces with all these particular attributes and and really all these ideas and things you need to do in order to really nail each segment of your epic seven part thing Part of the reason is because, like, hey, if you don't do at least some of the main stuff at each step of the way, not only are you screwing that step up, but you're screwing up the stuff that comes after. It won't feel right. It won't work as well. It won't. It might not work at all. Yeah, you can't jump from two to four. You gotta have a three in there. Yeah, it's but, at least suggested that story-wise. Yeah, and like in this series, we see a, a naked example of someone going ahead and not doing that. Like they're they're. Three really doesn't do for our main narrative here with Brian and Dom. You know, three has nothing to do with them, so it's not gonna service any of these season three ideas. So 
sitting there, maybe, listening to us now, going, why the hell does this make any sense? Because Fast and Furious, outside of being wildly successful, is also, like, a bunch of pretty damn good movies. So how can you tell me that if I screw up season three, like they ostensibly did, like, oh, it's gonna hurt four, and it's gonna hurt, you know, everything downstream and stuff. But I think I think the main way they pull this off, I think the main reason that this exception sort of works out, uh, yeah, there are a lot of pieces, but one of the main things would be that three was, yes, it was sort of an offshoot that barely had anything to do with anything, at least at the time especially. The only real connection was, hey, Dominic Toretto shows up at the end. The way they get away with it is that, like, one, it was a story piece that a lot of people didn't see. So nobody, a lot of the people who went to Fast Furious 4 weren't necessarily people who saw 3. Now, a lot of them were, because maybe they loved the franchise, but but a lot of them weren't, because they were they came back because they were like, oh, you got Paul Walker, you got Vin Diesel, we're doing this for real, I'm cool with it. So for those people... You saw one, you saw two that was a little, you know, did admittedly a lot of the stuff you would do in a season two. There was some contradiction, there was a lot of other stuff. And then when they come back for the next one, you're resetting the board. It almost does feel a little full circle-y for like the first era. But I think the big important part is that like just enough time had gone by. You know, it had just been a long while. So it almost, just like the content of 4 was doing, it felt like a resetting up of things. It felt like a new beginning. It felt like a new era. Which, as part 4, kind of was. Yeah, it definitely works as a 4. You can claim that it's like the real 2, you know, but all yeah. the same stuff you're going to be doing thematically works for a 4. Yeah. So, I mean, you get away with it a little bit with that. And, you know, I mean, you are reinventing it a little bit. Yeah. The way that season 4 reinvents the story, you know, like, yeah. you finish out that first era and then you move into the next one. Yeah. And, and, and again, uh, you know, there are parallels to Spartacus, right? Like, the next season was really season zero, but the way they did zero was sort of, it felt, it had some of the characteristics of a two. So that watching it as the second piece, you felt it worked, even though chronologically they went backwards. Just like three is sort of an offshoot, and like it doesn't have, though, a lot of the three elements, but because it's going to put enough time between the end of this one and when four comes out eventually, it, it does work. In it's a strange just, way, even though you're doing a six and a half. Yeah, I mean, once you look at it... Yeah, and it is a weird done. setup with the chronology of the story. Yeah, now that we got to the end of seven here, you know, eight's not out yet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you look back on it, it is crazy. It's really weird structurally, but it does work because mostly the work that they've done moving forward. Like, when you watch 4, we do fill in what Dom had been doing, and we get an idea what Brian had been doing in this time, and I was like, oh, that stuff is 3, you know? Like, Brian's with the FBI now, and Dom got married, and he was traveling the world, and like, you get an idea of what that time in their life would be, and now we're picking up in 4, and here we go. Yeah, it is, so yeah, I guess that is a big major part to this too, is that part of the reason they get away with it is yes there's a third movie has little to do with them but when we see them again in four we do spend some time giving you an idea of what that three time period was and would have been because you're also picking up with these characters in that sort of normal world of their three life of their season three time before the story really kicks off before they cross paths again before this whole fourth movie really gets going and that that's why it works moving forward you're filling in things retroactively you're going back like what i was saying before with the acknowledging acknowledging the history and all of that and you know it is kind of like hey we gotta fill in the weirdness we gotta (laughs) 
fill in the missing time. We gotta fill in the space as we move forward so that by the time we get to seven, we can end this, you know, not just franchise, but this story, you know, the trajectory, especially yeah. for Brian, now that you're gonna retire the character. Yeah. And now that we're gonna close this off. Yeah. You know, whatever they're doing for eight as they move forward, they're starting something new. We're gonna close off this seven seasons. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we are done. And that's, that is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about seven. Furious seven. Okay. You know, I want to talk about what was the end for that story. I mean, you know, the franchise oh. is not over. They're signed up for three more. Oh, they're yeah. Ten. You know, they're publicly already... stated we're going to at least ten. Yeah, we're locking in this eight, nine, ten, which will be different. Yeah. Especially, you know. Uh, have to be. Just like Too Fast, Too Furious was different without <laughs> Toronto. I mean, if you don't have Dom in this movie, what does it look like? Yeah. You know, like it's going to be very different. So, I mean, yes. with Brian off the board, yeah. what's it going to look like? We're done. It, you know, it locked in that seventh season. Yeah. Which, wait, wait before before we get into that, actually, this is, this is really interesting because it is, it informs the whole structure of the series so far, really. This idea that, like, oh, hey. Hey, what I was saying that like oh how can you tell me that I need to do all these things each season for it to work but look at their three it, has, it does none of these things but it still works as a whole but as we were saying four does work to fill it in like that points to how necessary it is that there is an intuitive or maybe conscious too understanding that you need to give us something you need to at least retroactively point to or fill in a little bit of that hole in order to keep going in order to go forward with this next story because while this will primarily be a season four story when we get to fast furious four they do point backward and go hey 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 no here's here's sort of the, some of the stuff that would have gone there because we understand there is a missing chunk there is stuff that needs to be serviced at least a little bit in order for us to have you go with us on this journey forward going like well what if we just jump to their season four it's like well we'll fill it in we'll fill in some of it for you so it doesn't feel too crazy and they sort of reflect that idea throughout the entire story that's it's the same idea of reaching back to like season two and pulling out roman pierce and bringing him into the next one like, you're continually, as a Fast Furious story, looking back and being like, hey, wait a minute, what about this stuff? What about that? Now, it's a little it's a little bit of the opposite, bringing past characters and continuing forward with them, but it's interesting that that parallel's there. It, it's acknowledging all of the pieces that are there, and we gotta fill in these empty spaces for three of the main narrative of these two guys who are absent for three. We gotta fill in what their story was. Yeah. But three is a thing. It happened. That story is part of the larger narrative. Yeah. We're gonna make it a lot more important later. Yeah. We're gonna say Han's death really matters. Yeah. We want the character here, therefore it happens later in the future. It has and to. you're like, you guys are getting really creative. It's a patch job. Yeah. You know? It's like you're hacking this seven-season structure to make it work, and they do pull it off. In order to not disown that third movie that was sort of an offshoot, you're like, nah, keep it, let's make it work. Make it better, make it cooler, make it fit. Make it all more important in retrospect. Yeah, so when you get to the end of this seven, you can see it, and you're like, that's how it all fits together. Yeah. It's weird, it's stumbled into, it's a little Frankenstein-y, yeah. it's not elegant, but it's like, it's really interesting and cool to look at. Like, oh man, look, look at the possibilities of what you could do. Like, imagine if somebody was like, no, we did that on purpose. And you're like, what? <laughs> Come on, you, you just play with it for fun? I'm like, yeah, because we're weird. We're I feel like you'd have a hard time getting some suits to sign off on that. Oh, yeah, you don't tell them, you know? <laughs> just don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you could pull it off, totally. Just to play with the toys, you know? I mean, like, yeah. You could 
planning out seven movies and like let's do some weird stuff man let's try to move three to six and a half and let's let's flip this around and our, you know our main star from the first one isn't gonna be in the second one and yeah. it was all business decisions and it was all stumbled into yeah it was but all largely circumstance how it holds and how it works and how you could do it it's a really interesting example that way yeah and you kind of finalize it out with seven you know i mean yeah until you got to that point we hadn't made everything whole you know we hadn't seen sean from tokyo drift yet yeah we hadn't caught up to han's death yeah we hadn't caught up to all that stuff to make everything come together yeah you know everybody that you could bring back we're still missing you know it's like hey man we're gonna see this are we gonna see that yeah. where's this guy you know what i mean as you're moving forward and then seven they did it they close it off yeah and you know seven just was, was an excellent i would say that the the franchise from four each one just keeps getting better than the last one. Oh yeah. As it builds that forward momentum, you know, it's this big massive fast and the furious, you know, tidal wave. <laughs> it just picks up speed, you know, and it just picks up momentum as it moves forward. Oh yeah. So just... it really does peak at the end and makes it more of a conclusion. Yeah, it is a it is a pretty beautiful little arc. It's just we are yeah, there were a lot of hanging threads there, Hans death, we're gonna see the guy from Fast Furious three, and then sort of all of it having all of it happen while you're like ending the story of a kind in seven is is like a great it all gives it a sense of ending it all gives it a sense of now we've closed all those loops yeah and you can go forward and they definitely are going to but but like a season seven should right we you can take your show past season seven you can do eight you can do nine you can do ten you can go on and do more but to do it really well you really should treat that one to seven as its own unit and one big piece of story. And, yeah. you know, it's also something that was tragically stumbled into as well. I'm sure Brian oh, yeah. would still be in Fast 8 if Paul Walker hadn't passed away. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. you know, I mean, for this first seven, it was more... You would say that Dom is the main character. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, like, story-wise, I mean, we're tracking Brian's character arc much more than Dom. Dom is kind of the exact same guy he was in the first movie <laughs> yeah. in Furious 7. But, like... Brian is the one who went from a cop to a full-on criminal and then, like, a friggin' superhero. Yeah. Know? So, like, we're tracking it is true. Right? more. He was in Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah, that's, the lead. That's a big piece of it, too. He spent an entire yeah. movie yeah. with without Dom. Yeah, I think uh, that is interesting, right? It is. The, the movies are set up to Dominic Toretto is, well, you know what? But there is a lot of that co-lead in that first movie. Yeah, they do spend a lot of time with Brian. I mean, he's, he's the cop going after the charismatic bad guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I guess, obviously, he's also... Brian is also the main character there. And Dom gets to be, like, the mysterious bad guy lead, even though he's not, like, a super bad guy. No, I mean, and obviously... It's like Point Break. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> the first one's playing off. It's Point Break with street racing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is. He's the cop investigating the charismatic outlaw. Yeah. They become friends. He can't turn him in. He lets him go. You know, yeah. it's kind of like if Point Break kept going after the the first one they didn't just make that first one which you know oh i would watch the hell out of i would i would have loved if they kept well uh, if they had done seven point break movies oh man like i mean come on but if, if i was seeing keanu reeves and a still alive patrick swayze making a point break eight oh i'd lose my mind that'd be so great i mean obviously i have a bias point break is one of my favorite movies of all time oh, that's great and i remember seeing fast and the furious when it came out a long time ago you know the first one yeah and it was like this this is 
is Port Frank, but with cars. Yeah. And I'm not mad. Bad. I love it. Let's yeah. do it. It's good. And it does inform, but like, it is weird to watch it. We're like, Paul Walker is just doing Johnny Utah right now. He's doing a, a <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves it is very performance. Similar. It's like somebody said, we're making Point Break, but not. And Paul <laughs> went and watched it and was like, I'm going to do that. Okay, I can do that. I'm a cop, but I also seem like a surfer, right? And I seem like a super zen, chill, kind of odd dude, right? Yeah. And you're like, that's not even who you're supposed to be right now, Paul. You're not even supposed to be a surfer <laughs> from California right now. What but the hell? Yeah, but I am. I'm going to do that. But it works, so I'm, I'm doing gonna, it. I'm going to play it the same way. And I was like, hey, yeah. I mean, uh, do it, please. Yes, please, go. Go. You know, but I mean, it is like that. I'm like, you know, Keanu Reeves and Point Break is the main character of that movie. And Bodhi is the other guy. You know, Patrick Swayze is the other lead. Yeah. And so it plays like that. But as Fast and Furious moves forward, yeah. especially with Fast and Furious, you know, the fourth one, it yeah. is like, who's the lead of this movie? It was like, that was more Toretto was the main character because he's on a revenge mission. Yeah. And his old buddy Brian, the cop, is like, oh, man, I got to stop you. You can't be, yeah. you know. I got to step in your way, dog. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's kind of, you know, a part of it. And, like, it's complicated. Yeah. And, you know, they're sharing the lead. But it was. That was Dom's the main character. <laughs> he's on a revenge mission. Yeah. So you flipped it a little bit. Yeah. And as they move forward, it's like Fast Five. Who's the main character of that movie? Oh, man. And, like, uh, it's, uh, a, it's an ensemble, man. It's everybody. Uh, there isn't really, you would say, Dom. I mean, Dom's definitely one of the leads. Because he's, like, the leader of the group. So, you know, he's yeah. the lead. But, like, yeah, what Brian's doing just as much. And in the context of the franchise, you know, Brian is the one who has an arc. He's the one that we're yeah. following. He's been there from the beginning, and he's definitely the one growing. He's definitely the one Changing traveling that arc. And he's not a cop anymore in five. He's full on bandit now. Like, Changing the most. He's part of the team, you know. He's he's full all the way in now. Yeah. From the end of four, where he just jumps in, and now moving forward, and it was like Dom does stay the exact same guy. Pretty much. The entire seven movies. He's, so. he's got some moments where, like, he, you know, we reveal that, like, hey, you know, the stuff with the wrench, and, you know, the guy who was, you know, he killed. Oh, the guy named Kenny Linder came up from inside in the final turn and clipped his bumper and put him into the wall at 120. Um, I watched my dad burn to death. I saw Linda about a week later. I had a wrench and I hit him. And I didn't intend to keep hitting him, but by the time I was done, I couldn't lift my arm. Yeah, you, you bring it back when he's fighting cops, you know, yeah. he almost kills him with the wrench. And they're doing the stuff with his necklace. There's growth. Like, you know? he didn't kill you with the wrench. He could have, yeah. but he didn't. That's, you like, know. smaller. It's character stuff. It's development. Yeah. But he's not changing the way that Brian is going from, you know, cop to not cop yeah. to FBI to outlaw to, you know, fugitive criminal. Yeah, like, with you know, the, the family way. and stuff. Kind of like, hey, I don't think I can race fast yeah. cars for the rest of my life. Family man torn here. You know, he gets so much more to work with. Yeah. And it seems obviously like it's on purpose that Dom is going to stay the, you know, the anchor. Yeah. And he's going to stay the same. And Brian gets to do all of this like, oh, I'm a family man now, but I also love to risk my life like a madman. <laughs> yep. How do I reconcile these two ideas? And, you know, and while we're yeah. doing that storyline with Brian, you know, Dom lost his necklace and it really means something to him, so he's got to go get it back. Because it's worth it. Yeah, like, this is not the same. This is, this is clearly not. It is like Dom will be like, let's do the super villain setup stuff. Who Dom versus who? Mm. <laughs> you know, we'll do that. But we'll give yeah some of the more emotional character work to Brian, which is great. It's a good balance between the two. You know, I mean, you can't yeah. do both of those things with both of those guys. Yeah, it'd be a little crowded and weird. Split it down the middle and share it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, man, that look on his face in four when Brian. 
cars, and like it's a bank of monitors or whatever, yeah. and like just the fire that lights up behind those eyes. And yeah, like, and he's what like, car you want? He's Ooh. like, oh, it's like his soul came back to life. <laughs> and he's been dead for all of the unseen season three, yeah. and all of a sudden he clicked back on. He's like, oh. Okay, so which one do you want? I want them all. Just wearing that necktie, you know, going to the <laughs> office. And I was like, you just like to see the outlaw version of him. It's like, fast cars, man. Oh, that's my thing. That's my jam. Oh, so great to see the subtlety of it, you know. And I love Walker's performance throughout these seven movies. I mean, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It is the standout for me. It's the highlight. It's which I just, I get it. I, some people yeah. don't understand it. They don't like it. Or they try to claim that, like, he's not a good actor. Or, yeah. Or, like, it's a wooden performance. Or, like, blah, 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 bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, man, really watch what he's it's, doing. Yeah. It's like, see the subtlety of his performance. See this character where he does the weirdest thing. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. I'm going to try right now. Go for it. Where, as Brian, doing the performance, it's kind of like he's joking, but he's not smiling when he says it. <laughs> he says the line with complete sincerity and a straight face, but in his voice and in his eyes, he's yeah. smiling at you. There's an energy there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that it's smiling as if, you know, like a, a total crinkles at the corners of your eyes. Like, it's a yeah. genuine smile, but it's but it's not on his face. Which is interesting, because you watch the first one, you watch the Fast and the Furious, yeah. he does smile in oh, those yeah. moments when he says those lines and he says something that's like kind of cute or he knows he's being charming. <laughs> yeah. like, he'll say it with a smile, you know, flash the flash the teeth at you. Yeah. Like, I'm an attractive, handsome man, I'm flirting with you. Yeah. And he'll, you know, he'll put on the smile. But as we move on, <laughs> we move forward, it's like he dropped that. And now he's saying it the exact same way, but now he's just looking right at you. Yeah. There's no smile, there's no hint that he's messing <laughs> around or how excited he was. He says it flat, but it's not flat. And like I've never seen this. I don't even know how to describe this other than thinking of Keanu Reeves, the way that Keanu yep. Reeves does that too. Absolutely. You're like, this is madness. It's you, you dug deeper. <laughs> you're dug so deep, you're doing you're pulling from the same well. It's amazing. Cause I mean, you've seen other Paul Walker movies. It's not like he's exactly the same in every movie. Like, oh that's just no. him being himself. It's like, no, this is him playing Brian O'Connor. Yeah, it is. And it's really an interesting choice for what he's doing. And you get to see the sides of it. And how it's like, some people would say that it's inconsistent or it's weird. And I was like, no, it's perfect because he's doing something so unique. Yeah. That he has those moments where he's super chill and he's super zen. And then when something gets super intense, he stays <laughs> really chill when like, oh, we're risking our lives. It's like, no, he's in his element. He's fine. But other times something happens and he gets really emotional. He loses he, it. He starts yelling or he starts screaming. And you're, it's so polarized. Especially in number two. Oh, in two, man. Some of my favorite stuff in two. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I mean, we'll talk about that. But, I mean, yeah, later on, you know, towards the end here, like like when Dom's almost dead, you know, and he's doing the CPR, and he's just yelling at Dom not to die. Oh, yeah. You know, he's like, don't you do this to me, Dom! Yeah, he's and so I'm, dead serious. Is he breathing? So what you do? Keep his head tilted up? All right, tilt, keep it back like this. Finch his nose, keep his head tilted. Breathe in him now, go. Okay, good. Come on, Dom. Come on, Dom. Come on! God damn it! You come on! You breathe! Go, go, breathe! Come on, damn it! Let's go! Come on, Dom! I need you to breathe! Come on! Come on, Dom! Come back! Come on, buddy! Dom, come on! Come on! Dom! Do you stop! Breathe into him! Take your nose! You breathe into him! You breathe into him! 
for his performance and the other time other times you see him, he's super chill. He's super zen. It's like nothing ever phases him or gets to him. Now, even if when they're, you know, driving cars off of a friggin' plane. Yeah, stuff. like clearly life or death situations and he's still zen and all. He's cool, and that's part of the character, but when he cares about something, yeah. it's like, oh man, that like him yelling comes out, and it's just like, ah man, I've never seen anything like this. I'm so, I'm entranced by it. Yeah. It's such an interesting choice. It's such an interesting thing to see in like, it's Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna see really interesting artistic choices. Like, it's an action movie. It's a blockbuster. We're not trying to do that stuff, man. Uh, but it's like, no, he's bringing it in. Yeah, he's bringing heat, man. Just in an interesting, artistic, look at this. You know what I mean? Like, Vin Diesel's doing, doing Toronto, and he does it well, and it's great. But it's like, no, it's it's straight. He's playing the really the cool action hero guy. Yeah, sort of straight man, tough guy. Yeah, he's got layers and stuff, and he's yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah. and he's cool. But it's like, performance, acting-wise, it's like, no, you're not seeing him do anything really weird. Yeah. Paul Walker gets to just swim in all that glory. <laughs> and I went unappreciated, you know? I mean, nobody talks oh, yeah. about it. No, no, no. Not really. The work that he was doing, I was like, it's one of the best parts of this franchise is to see him work. Yeah. To see him do this. To see his line delivery and to hear it. And it's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, in, when they jump through the three towers, you know, yeah. and him and Dom, they drive the car through the different skyscrapers. Yeah. You know? And somebody's talking about it, you know, like five, ten minutes later. And you know, Brian walks up and he's just like, actually, it was three. And, you know, he puts up the three fingers. I don't know. You steal the host's car. You jump it between two buildings. Actually, it was three buildings. Oh! And it was like, the way that he says that line. <laughs> back, so check it out. Actually, it was three buildings. Listen to that delivery. It's exactly what I'm talking about. He's smiling, but he's not smiling. Yeah. His face is completely straight, but he says it like it's the coolest thing he's ever said. Because it's the coolest thing he's ever done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's he the just drove a car his life. through three buildings. And he wants, Nailed it. he wants to clarify. He wants to make sure that you understand. No, actually, it was three. I want to make sure when this story is repeated moving forward, y'all get it right. It was three. <laughs> and we get to see tastes of what they were doing in 2. We get to see yep. Adam Bryan from 2. Yeah. Which, hey, again, nice shirt. Again, we'll get to that. <laughs> nice shirt, Captain. That's <laughs> so good. It's the same kind of line read. So we are like, is he joking? Is he not joking? Is he sarcastic? Is he not? It's like, it's all of it. He's both. He's he's doing all of it at once. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> he, he's making fun of him and genuinely enjoying his shirt at the same time. It's fantastic. It's the kind of... One of the reasons I think it gets uh, overlooked a little bit is because it's the type of, of story and the type of performance that gets... Uh, you know, people walk away thinking that's just who the dude is. It's so subtle and specific but low-key that people just think that's who Paul Walker is in real life so he's just doing himself it's not that hard why pay attention it's but the same not. thing no no yeah he's totally not and it's the same type of thing that people say about Keanu Reeves and a lot of his stuff it's the same thing people said about uh, Ben being Ryan Atwood on the OC mm. and uh, Boreanis on Angel and Buffy like oh that's just who he is yeah Seth Green on Buffy oh Seth Green can't act because he says he says the lines like super stoic and flat I was like that's the character he's playing on that show if you've seen Seth yeah. Green anything else ever. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not Oz from Buffy. Like, yeah. he's super comedic. He's super ridiculous. Like, he has to rein in. He's There's no Seth Green whatsoever in that performance. <laughs> and, you know, this, this Paul Walker performance, it's not the same. You know, it's not exactly the same. He no. reinvents himself, obviously. No, it's... Paul Walker in there. It's similar. But it's like, come on, man. He's is... doing some great work here. Nobody's paying attention to it. It's in that realm of performance where it's on this certain level. Like, if it were a sound, people, some people would mistake it as white noise. Mm -hmm. 
So, like, they don't even bother to look over there or listen in. And it's like, no, you're not paying attention. Look at that amazing delivery. What are you smiling without smiling? Like, it's amazing. Try to do it. Try to do an impression of the way that he says those lines with the way he holds his face. Yeah. You can't do it. You don't know how to say the line without smiling, without it touching your eyes, without actually doing any of the facial expression. It's, it's madness. It's mad mad. Actually, it was three. Like, try to nail that the way he nailed that. Can't get it. You Good luck. the upbeat enthusiasm in your voice while keeping your face completely straight. It's, I don't know how we did it. It's great. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and, and while we're talking about, before we move on, I do want to say how good Seven was. Yeah. And the, the technical challenge of finishing that movie yeah, after yeah, yeah. having lost him and having a new director come in. You know, Justin Lin is out. He's done. Yeah. And, you know, James Wan coming in to do Seven. And it just makes yeah. it sound like it was the hardest production on a film yeah. in the last ten years. We're like, you lose your star, but you have to rewrite some things. You gotta change things around. We have to maintain this performance because it will be the last time that we have this character. Yeah. And we do have to do it in a classy, respectful way that doesn't compromise the excellence of the movie. Yeah. And like, just as a as a production, you know, filmmaking study, Furious 7 is what you want to check out. I mean, we're, we're talking about story here. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not gonna get that much into it. I just want to throw some kudos yeah. to James Wan for doing such an excellent job on Furious 7. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's a tough nut. I mean, by varying reports, you know, uh, Walker had shot either like 20% of what he needed to do or like, you know, maybe 50, 60, something like that. But that's a lot. That's a lot to not only just figure out how to shoot it with like body doubles of his brothers and, and stuntmen and face replacement, but also just, oh my God, how much of the dialogue, how much of the story did we really get with him? Because now we have to craft this ending that sends him off into the sunset, but also fits in the story as it is right now, but also doesn't require too much because he can't do it himself. It's like, you got like nine puzzle pieces to make work. And I nailed it. And he did it, man. He did it. Yeah. It is just impressive where it's like, it's not just the stunts or, you know, things we can cut around. Like, oh, we've got this whole set piece action sequence. We can do stunt double. We can shoot around it. And it was like, no, I, I, mean, I looked into it a little bit. All right. And it was like, there are key performance scenes with him just straight dialogue just on his face him saying the lines and you're like that's face replacement could you tell no I could not good that's yeah. fantastic that's amazing well done especially without compromising what we were talking about which is very unique performance yeah it's like you need to capture what he was doing that yeah. makes it even harder I'm like I don't even know how he did it but now you need to try to replicate it yeah. with, with the computer technologies you know like, yeah you gotta get some animators and, and uh, some stand-ins to do it like oh whew, good luck that is amazing that's impressive yeah knocked it knocked it right out of the park all of Furious 7 is great but but let's move on what do you what, no we're at the end here what do you think what's the takeaway from Fast and Furious the takeaway Fast and Furious I think uh, you know the main thing that comes to mind for me there are a lot of great pieces of this series so far and I think one of the big pieces I, I love and that I, I would take away from it is that uh is is their understanding of the enjoyment of continuity, but also going big. Oh, like yeah, they go really big, man. Like if you're a fan of uh of like comic book superhero storytelling, when that's done well, that feels like it shares a kinship, these movies. Feels like somebody who likes comics is is helping steer the ship. And but comics in like action movies. Like, because you're not dressing up anybody in, like, costumes or anything. You're not getting into, like, uh, the moral quandaries of, like, you know, vigilanteism or, like, heroics. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the idea of 
treating your your heroes and your characters as like as time goes forward, treating them even more and more like bigger than life. And giving them obstacles that correspond. Yeah. Like giving them a supervillain in Jason Statham who opens the movie, at least his intro, with like, look at all these people I blew up. Yeah, he is a supervillain, man. Yeah. He just, he just destroys this hospital because his brother's messed up. Take care of my brother. Nothing happens to him. Come by looking for you. War for war. It's like, yeah. Oh my God, we're so far out from where we started. Which yeah. is that's my that's the point I want to make. All right, I'm gonna jump <laughs> on here. But that for me, that is the takeaway of this franchise: to watch it evolve over time. That yeah. we started as you know drag racing. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, they're, just they're knocking over racing trucks cars. and stuff. It's a cop chasing a criminal. But like, there's that too. It's it's car racing. That's where we started. Yeah. And then we move into like these crime heist movies. You know, like because oh, we're thieves. We're pulling a really big job because we get to you know? keep the fast car driving. Yeah. But in a different way that's, like, possibly more thrilling, but also new. So, like, even if you don't think, you know, thievery is thrilling, you will definitely think the novelty of it being in this series will be interesting. Yeah, it's part of the backbone. you got to keep the fast cars. Oh, yeah. That's what it's named after. We need to reinvent it and move forward. You're like, well, we'll do, like, this big revenge movie, and then we'll do this big heist movie for four and five. Yeah. It's this new era, and, like, we've kicked it up a notch. We're no longer just racing for fun and for pink slips and for some money. Yeah. And oh yeah, we also knock over trucks and steal like really old TVs and, you know, <laughs> VCRs or whatever they're stealing in the first one. Steal some electronics. Know. That's why we're on your uh, your list. Yeah. That's why the cops are involved. That kind of stuff. When we move in, it's just, you up it. You up that ante for four and five. It's now just like crime movies. And then by the time we get to six, we're just in full super heroics now. Yeah. Street racing to like crime movies to superheroes, man. We got like crazy three buildings in, a, in one car, you know, yep. and, like, we're doing... Custom cars. Owen Shaw's bombing around in, like, these friggin' go-kart mega racer things. Best racer in the world. Yeah, it's You like... gotta take him down, Toretto. Like, <laughs> like oh, how did we get here? Yeah. The evolution but... makes sense, and we saw it. We were here for the whole progression, so it works. We're like, you've got an assassin, you know, taking out members of your crew, and we yeah. gotta take him down, you know, and he's, he's taking down Hobbs with his bare hands, and, like, yeah. he fights the rock, and he won. You know, you're like, this guy, his brother from Six was a supervillain. And now it's like, Statham's an even bigger supervillain. Yeah, he's an even bigger badass. We're escalating it, you know, with these Shaw brothers. And you and just want like, it. It's like, it's great. You just, it's like an evolution in the direction you want it to go. Yeah, I want to see more of this. And I'm sure Eight's going to deliver into the stratosphere. They're going to go oh, to the yeah. moon or something, you know. <laughs> Driving cars on the rings of Saturn. But like, fast Apollo 8. You know. Trip uh, around the moon. <laughs> Just, just take off, just rockets on the back of their car. They're just flying now. Flying oh. cars. I'm going to skydive out of this flying car. Somebody drugged Roman and stuck him in a rocket car. He <laughs> wakes up halfway through screaming. Just an Acme rocket strapped. Ah! Like, they're not going to do that. That'd be silly. But you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. The escalation. You know. And I was like, I would be down. I, I could see that. You know, we're driving cars like through a tornado or something. You know, something like, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's underwater. If you do it right. Into a volcano. You can pull all kinds of stuff off. And they keep upping that ante. Yeah. So it's not just the escalation, but the evolution of a series of we started here small time it got bigger and now it's just crazy huge but it keeps getting better yeah it keeps delivering on that promise that's what i want to see it reminds me of mission impossible a little bit yeah with like the upping the ante and trying to do what they've done but you know move it forward make Different, it better better bigger more interesting yeah. like let's just go bigger like you don't
yourself and sucks, but they keep trying. Yeah. And I was like, do it. Yes. We gotta go different. We gotta go harder. We gotta go cooler and more impressive. And if you keep delivering all those promises, like, nobody's ever gonna hate you. Oh, no, this stunt is too cool. Yeah. Like, nobody's gonna say that. 45 minutes of pure racing. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I would watch that. If you nail it, you nail it. If it works. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah. That would definitely be, yeah, right? The escalation. That's my take. Well, you're saying continuity. I agree. I'm also saying just to reinvent that franchise moving forward. That's longevity. That's how you do it. Yeah. And I mean, we're done with that. It's not about street racing anymore. We're full-on crime heist movies. No, no, we're done with that. We're full-on superheroes now, man. But we will keep the racing the whole time. We gotta keep the cars. Yeah, you got to. Same theme, same mentality. It's all about team and a family, and it's all oh, the yeah. same stuff. You gotta keep all that, too. That's what we can keep, but we gotta reinvent who they are and what they do, and how it escalates, and, you know, while maintaining the continuity, you put the two together, yeah. you have the magic of this franchise, what everybody loves about it. Yeah. But what you think is missing? What do I think is missing? Oh, man, that's tough. I mean, uh, outside of practical stuff, I mean, I am interested, I'm, I'm very sad to see Paul Walker go. Because I just love that character. I love what he was doing with it. So it's just a tragedy that he's that he's not going to be able to, to be here. That's also something that's you know relatively uncontrollable. That's not that's not a, they didn't do it because they felt like oh let's end his story at seven. Which again, as we were saying, is like a a valid story choice. It still would have been a good idea. Yeah, I mean, also, that's one I mean, of the ways to end that seventh season run. Uh, getting Brian off the board. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, not you could have brought him back later, maybe if you wanted to. But I mean, I just, uh, it's just sad to see him go. But that's that's outside sort of the realm. That's and like hey, seven movies, he's not missing. You know, you could say that about eight. Oh, I really wish Brian was still here. That's what's missing. It's yeah. like eh, the movie doesn't exist yet. You know, so like for just the seven. Yeah, yeah, I guess story wise, we're looking back. Yeah, we're not. You know, yeah, okay, he's not missing yet from this story. Yeah, I man, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I get, you know what? Here's what it, yes, here's, I got it. Here's what I'm gonna go with. As much as I love his performance, I wish, especially when Roman Pierce came back into the series, I wish we got a little more of the magic between those two goofballs when he came back. Like, some of what we saw in number two, I wish we got a little more of that flavor between Brian and Roman when Roman came back and moving forward all the way through to seven. We saw tiny, tiny pieces of it. Yeah, it's still there. We still get taste of it. We never got full blast ridiculousness like we did in two. Nah, you didn't get too fast, too furious ridiculousness. I I don't need it the whole time. I just wish I'd gotten a few key, maybe, moments. It's no longer just the two of them in a buddy movie. It's now in yeah. Fast Five when Roman comes back. It is a team dynamic. It yeah. doesn't make that much sense to see the two of them doing the, the two-man show they had in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, like they can't be, you know, shoving buddies and, and making yeah. jokes at each other and fighting on the ground. Especially when you're setting it a little more up like it's Dom and Brian or more of the duo of any of the dudes. So, so to have him, like, hanging out with Roman and, you know, yeah. you know, I don't know, making fart jokes and playing Xbox. This is my other best friend over here. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a little off message. It'd be a little off point. Like, this, it's not really the story you're telling. But you could have given me a little more. You could have given me a, a key moment here or there in five or six or whatever. And I would have laughed my face off. You know, they, they do incorporate a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're stealing moments. my point, man. You're stealing my point. <laughs> what I wanted to say, what I thought was missing from these seven is, yeah. it's not just Roman, but also Tej. You know, Buddha. Yeah. Buddha. 
both of those guys from Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. When you brought them in to Fast Five, and you're like, oh, we're doing the continuity thing. We haven't seen these guys in two movies. They were a big part of Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. And they were very specific characters. Yeah. You know I mean? Ludacris had the big afro. Yeah, he did. had the sideburns. Was he great. was like a mechanic. He was a smart guy, but yeah, he was yeah. also a really great racer. And then when, he, when you bring him in at Fast Five, like, you kind of redefined him as yeah. the tech guy. He's yeah. the hacker guy. He's all that. And I was like... He's the tech specialist that every team needs. He's yeah. the computer wizard. Like, you, you redefined him, and it was like, that's fine if you want to give him a new role. Yeah, and it made feel. sense with what he'd, yeah. he'd sort of been set up and already demonstrated to be, but... Yeah, I don't have a problem with you doing it. No. It is just, I miss that Tej from, from 2. Yeah. You know, the style that he had and the flair that he had and the way that Ludacris was playing that character. Yeah. To have him in fun. It was like, no, you made him the straight man to Roman's ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah. But Roman is a different type of ridiculous yeah. than he was in Too Fast, Too Fierce. Like, now here in Fast 5, he's more of the goofball comic relief guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the sassy wisecrack guy. a little guy. more daffy duck. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, he, he's a little more cartoonish and a little more, like, wisecracky and, like... Like, okay, he's, he's obviously the jester of this group dynamic. Yeah. Which, you know, they weren't doing that in Too Fast, Too Furious. Roman didn't need to be the jester of the team, because there was no team. Yeah, there wasn't a Brian, team. Yeah. You know, and Tej could be more the guy that he was in Too Fast, Too Furious, because he's not part of a team dynamic. So in Fast yeah. 5, when you redefine them, yeah, yeah, and you put those two together, because they came from the same movie, yeah. it was like straight man, goofball, yeah, they, they play can't... off each other. Yeah. And I just feel like Tej really kind of lost his identity a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of his uniqueness. Yeah, I was like, no, you're the straight man now. Yeah. Like, I need one. I feel like I need that. And like, when you're watching Fast Five, you're watching Fast and Furious Six, and they're doing like the, the road so far, you know, montages, <laughs> and you get to see Tej with like his big ass afro, and, you know, and like, I miss that Tej. I want to see, yeah. not just the haircut, but like, yeah, the style. Just his hair. The idea of who he was back then, I would like to see that come back a little bit, so I feel like, yeah, that was like, missing, you know? Both of them lost what I really liked about them and they're still yeah. great but I was like ah, yeah. I really wish like, I could just see a little more of that it is it, it's more like right like like they're good and they don't feel like different characters all no, of they're the same guys it's they just... feel like a totally natural you know hey they're back but it is like uh, it's almost like a Tej light it's a Roman light a little bit. Kind of like a spectrum, and you, you turned them down a little bit. Yeah, you turned down the knobs on them a little bit, just because you wanted to, you know, hey, it's not the Tesh and Roman show, so we're going to focus on our main two guys. You guys are be here, you're part of the team, and you're going to, we'll use you as necessary as it makes sense in this ensemble. Yeah. But we're not going to dig too deep on your ridiculousness. we got to say, I mean, part of why the characters were that way in Too Fast, Too Furious is because of the way that the movie was made. I mean, the movie is bananas. Oh, yeah. It's exaggerated as hell. Yep. It's super stylized, and I guess I just liked it so much yeah. that when they're like, okay, let's tone it down on a character level, when we see these guys again, which now it's the fifth movie, it's been several movies, yeah. and in the context of their lives, it's like, how long's it been? Yeah. Five years? Yeah, they, like, they, I don't know the They timeline. could be, you know, almost, getting up almost on ten years later. You know, I mean, how long's it been? It's kind of like seeing Vince again from the first one. He brought him back, yeah. and it was like, he's not the same that he was in the first one. Yeah. And why would he be? It's been a long time. You yeah. Know? Like, he's a different guy now. Yeah, he wouldn't be like, Yeah, but if Vince is going to stick around for a while, like, I'm going to want to see him get back to who he was in the first movie. Yeah. I want to see him yelling at Brian, you know, about where he can get a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know? 
Try Fat Burger from now on. You get yourself a double cheese with fries for $2.95, faggot. I like the tuna here. Bullshit, asshole. No one likes a tuna here. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's one of the most memorable quotes because it's so unexpectedly ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. And I feel like that's the quality that they brought to Too Fast, Too Furious, where they're like, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. Yeah, let's it's turn up supercharged. The... Let's go. The dial's on everybody. It's madness. Yeah, I agree. It is a lot like, uh, if, if there's anything le- I'm left wanting, it's let's turn up everybody's, <laughs> what I knew of them in number two, which is hilarious. Because it's like, it's the one movie, sort of, not, not really, not objectively, three had Vin Diesel, not Paul Walker, and two had Paul Walker, but not Vin Diesel. But, but no, those are different. Vin Diesel's in it for like two minutes, and two, it's Paul Walker all day. And it's like, it's the one where it's like, you could argue it's one of the least Fast Furious movies because Diesel's not here at all. And it's so weird and ridiculous, but I I love it so much. Not because it's so different and I hate all the rest of it, but just because I love what they did with everybody. It's so weird. It's so, it's funny. Well, hey, let, let's, let's get into it, man. Best and favorite. Okay. For all seven. Oh, What's that's... your favorite? Okay. Uh, I mean, just because we're divvying it up this way, I'm going to go, oh, man. Oh, uh, I'm going to go best. I'll go seven. Just because I like a lot of the pieces and we have such a badass opening and it's playing off like consequences of what's come before and, and they just keep going bigger and higher and badder and cooler with everything. But if I'm going favorite, I think I'm going to go ahead and say two. You're going to say too fast, too furious. <laughs> of the seven, that's your favorite. I mean, I like, I like it more than seven, six, five. I mean, uh, I mean that's hard because I it's just so uniquely enjoyable. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I have no qualms about saying it. My favorite, too fast, <laughs> Too Furious. <laughs> Signed, Professor Bones. That's my favorite. It's so good. They play the whole movie like you imagine that John Singleton told everybody to play it like they're on cocaine the whole time. And then he went through and any mention of them being on cocaine as characters, like he cut out of the movie. I have no idea if that's the case. I have no reason to expect that's the case. No, but you watch that movie and it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, if you watch it with that eye, you're like, oh man, it all makes sense. They are in Miami. And what would make you think that like everybody's on drugs during this movie? And I would say, have you seen it? <laughs> watch the movie. Watch the stuff. Watch what Paul Walker is doing. Watch what Tyrese is doing. Yeah. The way that they're talking. The way that they're just looking at each other. <laughs> I mean, some of the, the blank, vacant stares. Where you're just like, is he? Is he? He's not drunk. Like, no, he's, he's not an LSD or anything. It was like, oh, it's like, okay, it's like a crazy drug trip. It's yeah. like we cut out all the scenes where they're snorting coke in the bathroom to get amped up for what's about to happen. And they were seeing how it all plays out, and it's just, it's, it's so great. Stylistically, it's nothing like the other movies. Not really. It reminds me of Crank. You know, the Jason Statham movie. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. It's like they played it like that. It's this crazy adrenaline ride. Yeah. And Singleton was like, well, it's Miami. They're chasing this drug lord. Like, Brian's not a cop, you know? Yeah, is definitely not a cop. He was on parole. <laughs> Bring in your wild card best friend Roman Pierce here. We're gonna go on this mission for the cops. And it was like, it's it's a crazy setup. Let's do it. It's Miami. Big open shirts, you know? Chain <laughs> necklaces. And everybody's doing cocaine, right? Yeah. And then the studio is like, hey, no. No cocaine. And he's like, okay, I gotta take a one out. 
and see if this movie still makes sense. Now, this is all conjecture, man. Like, we're making this yeah. up. Right, I have found true. I found no evidence no. That, that, that that's what happened. But I also haven't asked John Singleton. Yeah, I mean, maybe he would say, oh, yeah, definitely, that's what I was doing. Or, no, we never shot stuff where they're doing drugs, but that's what I told them while yeah. we were making them. But we, but we all just approached it in that manner, like, let's play it all like you're on cocaine. That could have been it, too, I'm yeah. Like the whole movie, like, uh, you know, this cocaine trip, it is like it plays like a drug trip a little bit when you watch it. A little bit, yeah. You know, like a hyped up, like, meth or, you know, cocaine kind of drug. Yeah. Not like a usual LSD, fear and loathing in Las Vegas kind of drug trip. Oh, no, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Not the reality breakers. <laughs> Instead, just this cocaine madness. And it's it's the funniest. If you get oh, in yeah. there and you watch that movie, I, I laugh too much, man. I had to take my shirt off because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> and it was like, what? Oh, you're laughing at the movie? No, I'm laughing with it. Oh, I'm laughing with it. They know what they're doing. They're being ridiculous. Oh, right yeah. Now, and I love it. You got to see Brian O'Connor, the most ridiculous version of that. Oh, yeah. You want to see what I'm talking about with Paul Walker's performance? It's in all of them. But, oh, man, they turn it up to 11 and 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so absurd that I love it. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saving my life, bro! Thought you was dead, man. Yeah, me too. That's what saved my ass, bro. <laughs> it's pure madness. It's fantastic. But it is, it is really good. I will say it's my favorite, but for best filmmaking, storytelling, it's either, you know, five, six, or seven. And I gotta go yeah. seven. Yeah, I mean, I, right? Just it just feels... all it was. It's like, it's, it's a culmination while also being just as cool and awesome as the rest of them. Especially five, six, seven. Like, yeah, I mean, they really hit their stride in five, and you could argue which one's better, five or six. And I would say I like, I like six because I like Hobbs being part of the team. Yeah. And I I like that we moved into full super heroics now. Yeah. It's not a heist movie anymore. Called it's full blast. Take down the best racer in the world. Like, I love it. I would say six more than five, especially the way it ends when it syncs up with Tokyo Drift. Yeah. And setting up seven. And, but I, nah, man, I gotta go seven. I got it just for the stunts, for the storytelling. I really liked what they were doing with Brian, with his story, and his whole coming to terms with this, you know, the adrenaline junkie mentality. Yeah. And how do I let it go? How do I put it to bed? I really like that. You know, when he starts with him in the minivan, dropping off his kids. <laughs> it's been like, this sucks. All right. We made it, Jack. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, we made it. I just got to find that door button. Hi. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm new to this. Yeah, you know, it's like the minivan type. No, not exactly. Don't worry, you'll get used to this in no time. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Because <laughs> it was just so believable for his character. It's so honest. Yeah, it's, it's pure. So it's so real. It's, which is, you know, is uh, arguably rare in this type of high action, high stunts, high super heroic-esque movie. They don't usually get that real and raw with it. Like, you you feel right into his soul when he's, you're looking into his eyes and he's just like, man, I don't know. This is... I love my family, but this sucks. <laughs> I gotta get crazy. I gotta jump out of a plane or something. I got that, that need I can't to do, do this. this. You're putting me in a cage and I'm a grizzly bear. Like, you can't... I'm not gonna be able to survive. Yeah, gotta get back into it and to see him wrestle with it. And, you know, uh, it's a great way to end his story, you know? Yeah. And Seven with the escalation of the stunts. And, like, I just gotta... I gotta say, I mean, it's hard to choose because they're all equally really good. Yeah. Those last few. Yeah. And I'm at Seven. It's the best. Booyah. So we're, we agree. Yeah, we did. It was two best with seven. That's yeah. nuts. Booyah. It's exactly the same. Let's uh, be yeah, objectively yeah. true, then. The truth just comes out <laughs> and slaps you. 
it's true, it's true. Salmon's you in the face, animals. Yeah. Well, well, animals, I mean, I, I guess that's it for this week. All right. Is there anything you want to add? Oh, no, I think I'm good. I, I covered think that, everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think we talked about everything I wanted to talk about. I'm sure there are ch- some choice lines I'd love to repeat. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but I, I, we're not just going to sit here and quote seven movies. <laughs> but, or are we? No. No, we're not. I shirt. <laughs> Nobody even remembers that quote. Nobody even knows what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. You have to go watch Too Fast, Too Furious to hear Brian compliment his captain's shirt. Nice shirt, Bilkins. It's my day off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's funny, man. Enjoy it. It's really good. It's so good. It's just peppered in throughout the movies. There's just a bunch. And it's always Brian, or maybe it's Roman, but it's always the choicest lines. Oh, or, you know, or, you know, Vince from the first one. <laughs> yep. Uh, tell him to get a burger from somewhere else. It is. I mean, that's that's uh, part of what I love about the series is that they're paying attention to those details. Yeah. And you know, they're they're making the jokes without them being jokes. They're not punchlines, man. Yeah. You know, they're not trying to be silly. They're they're pretty serious movies. Yeah. For action movies, I was like, I'm laughing so hard though when you get these really choice, not just lines, but the delivery. It's the way the actors <laughs> sold it and they killed it. And I mean, that that might be the testament to how good it is putting the heart into these movies. Yeah. Put the heart and character and soul into there. Yeah. They care. They do. And that makes me care. And that's why we're seven movies deep and we're going to do three more, you know? Yeah. Everybody loves these movies and that's part of it. It's not just the stuff we talked about. Yeah. It is part of that heart. It's got a big heart. People love it. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen them, go watch them. Yeah. It'd be absurd to be listening to this if you hadn't. <laughs> yep, yep. But, you probably have. Watch them again. See what we're talking about for Too Fast, Too Furious. See what we're talking about with Paul Walker's performance. You know, see everything we're talking about. How Roman and Tej aren't exactly the same as they were in 2. Yeah. Really get up in it. See what they're doing. Yeah. Pick it apart. See that seven season structure. See how it fits. Yeah. See how it is kind of crazy, but it holds. Yeah. And you might be tempted. Somebody on the internet might be like, hey, you know, uh, Fast 3 actually takes place, like, kind of towards the end slash after 6, so so you should watch 1, 2, 4, 5, 6, 3, 7. Don't do that. That's nonsense. <laughs> you, you know, if you want to watch them all again that way, go ahead, I guess. But do not do that the first time out. That's ridiculous. Even then, I would say don't do it, man. Watch it the way that it was. Watch it the way it's meant to be seen. Uh, and really dig in. I mean, you think Too Fast, Too Furious sucks? It does not, my friend. <laughs> go watch that guy. Watch it again. Give it another shake. It's been, like, what, 12 years since you saw it, right? Like, <laughs> go back. I promise you, it'll be worth it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, animals, uh, you know, you got anything you'd like to uh, talk about? You got any, uh, anything you want to say? Questions? Whatever. Uh, Bones Bros at Story Shop. TV, uh, you know, and uh, check out the site, storyshamans.tv. Go watch those videos, hit up the seven seasons. Really dig in, look at some of the stuff we've been talking about with all these seven season chunks. Go and read the blog, do all this stuff. Generally appreciate the podcast if you didn't check out the other stuff, so you can't just skip around. You can't just really jump to this part, because we're going to reference stuff that you're like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, I, yeah. I know we talk about movies that way. We're assuming you've seen it. We're going to make obscure references. Yeah. We're not going to explain it for you, because we assume that you've seen it. That's why we do that. Yeah. But for the structure stuff, I mean, you you really will have no idea what we're talking about if you haven't checked out the blog. Yeah. So please, go ahead, take a look, do that, come on back, chat with us here in the Bones Cave. The Bones Cave. The Bones Cave.